Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, December 18, 2022. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. we had already greeted each other good dawn this morning the first dawn for Aguinaldo Masses to situate ourselves I mean yes welcome to our Bible study online to situate ourselves now within the church calendar we are still within the Advent season. The Advent season will still last till the vigil of Christmas. Anyway, and so during this season of Advent, Advent meaning coming, we have been asking ourselves who is coming. The question is important for us to answer because our preparation of ourselves and others depends on how we know who is coming. At once remember the parable of the five wise handmaids or bridesmaids. They were wise because they know very well the bridegroom who is yet coming to fetch the bride from her house and bring her to his house. How did they prepare? Because they know that the bridegroom has the right to come at any time. At his own convenience, that's why they prepare themselves very well and wisely. How? Their lamps were always lighted, wake or asleep. And... They had an extra oil just in case the bridegroom may come after midnight. So the knowledge of the bridegroom precisely made them prepare well and wisely themselves. Same with us. We have been asking who is coming. 
Then we were answered by St. John the Baptist that he who is coming is mightier than John. Why? Because on the one hand he has an axe to cut down every tree that does not bear good fruit. And on the other hand, he has the winnowing fan to separate the wheat from the chaff. So that is the general description of who is to come. Then, after that, we have the second Sunday, or the third Sunday, when um, Jesus was asked, Who are you? Are you the one who is coming? And Jesus said, Just take a good look at what I have done. I have come to give joy to the blind, the deaf, the dumb, the lame, the lepers, etc. In other words, Jesus has come precisely to bring joy, to make people rejoice. And then this coming Sunday, December 18, we see how the one who is coming after John is now finally identified. We shall read this in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 24. Again, I say, please focus your attention on who Jesus Oh, is coming. And this time we know that he is not just the Christ, not just the Messiah, but the anointed to be Jesus. That is what the three big letters behind me, it's J-H-S, in Latin, Jesus Hominum, Salvator, or Jesus, Savior of mankind. Okay, but before we ask Sister Gillian to read for us Matthew 1, chapter 1, 18 to 34, let's pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith. Reflect on it with hope and realize with love, following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find a fulfillment, freedom, and the future with you forever. Amen. And the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's now open our Bibles or listen to the reading. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, 
she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary your wife into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. Thank you, thank you very much. Only St. Matthew has written this down. We focus our attention then on our question and answer, who is coming? Now we are told that he who is coming will be named Jesus, meaning Savior. Precisely when the angel Gabriel announced the incarnation to Mary, Mary was told, you shall conceive and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. But that is not explained what Jesus means. So now to Joseph this is made clear. You Joseph take Mary as your wife for what she is conceiving is by the Holy Spirit but you shall name him Jesus. So here we are. We are now made to identify the Messiah, the Christ, who is now anointed. By the way, the meaning of Messiah and Christ is anointing. That's why we have baptism, we call it christening. Anyway, the Messiah, the Christ, is now anointed to be what? To be Jesus, to be Savior of mankind. So this is it. We are now know Jesus that he has not just come to cut down unproductive trees, unfruitful trees. He has not just come to separate the, the, the sheep from the goats. No. He has not come just to give joy to the world. He has come to save us, not just from sickness, not just from distress, but mainly, primarily from sin. This is the meaning, I repeat, of the three letters, J-H-S, 
Jesus hominum salvator, Jesus savior of mankind. It's good for us to be made clear on this matter so that <coughs> our preparation for his coming or when he comes will be precisely made accordingly. What's a savior for, we ask, if sinners do not want to be saved? <coughs> Already St. Augustine has said this, and we have quoted him many times. The God who created you without you will not save you without you. We know how Christ already has saved us through his suffering. The SSS, salvation from sin through suffering. We already know that and we shall explain all that during the season of Lent. But here we are now challenged if we know Christ is Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus who was anointed to be Savior, how therefore should we want to be saved? So this is the question now. Okay. If primarily we are saved not just from sickness, not just from distress, but mainly from sin, how do we want to be saved? This is a question which we must answer. The sooner the better. How, therefore, do we prepare ourselves as men and women of faith to be saved. If Jesus had suffered and through his suffering he has saved us from sin, what is a Savior for if we sinners do not repent? Do not change for the better. Precisely at every Mass, we have that pause for silent reflection after the celebrant says, My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. That may be just a brief pause, but it's a reminder for us that uh, we should all acknowledge anywhere, anytime, that we are sinful. Remember what the good thief did along the way of the cross, he realized that he was a wrongdoer. He acknowledged his wrongdoing. He was repentant. 
And so he asked Jesus, remember me when you shall reign. And Jesus said, because you are repentant, you want to change for the better, I tell you, you will be with me in paradise. How else, therefore, do we want to save ourselves? Let us remember, for example, what Jesus said when he called Zacchaeus down from that sycamore tree. And Zacchaeus came down quickly and ran to his house and welcomed Jesus there with joy. And in the house with his family, Zacchaeus was touched by the mere presence of Jesus in his house. He, Jesus, did not say anything. At least nothing is recorded in the Bible. But the mere presence of Jesus in the house of Zacchaeus touched Zacchaeus and made him change for the better. He said, I shall do this, I shall do that. If I have extorted people, if I have cheated them, I will give them back what I owe them. And Jesus said, Salvation has come to this house. Salvation, I repeat, therefore, is here and now. Salvation is individual. Yes, salvation has come to this household. Zacchaeus, his wife, his children. But salvation is here and now. Remember also that Samaritan leper who was cleansed like the other nine along the way to showing themselves to the priests. When he realized he was cleansed his order of priorities was, I go back, I return to give thanks. Later on, I may go to see the priest. He has an order of priorities, and so he returned to Jesus, and Jesus said, Your faith has saved you. So again, to be saved is here and now. At least in this case, be faithful. Be fruitful, be glad, and be thankful. That's how we are being saved. Jesus, by the way, even if he is powerful as God made man, does not force his salvation. He always recognizes and respects the freedom of every sinner, man and woman and child. That's why we have to be careful. How are we using our freedom? Or are we abusing it or misusing it? We have all the ways and means of salvation. Look, 
in the book of Acts. It's written by St. Luke. We are told that the gospel, the word of God, the good news is the message of salvation. In other words, the more we know Jesus in his gospels, the better for us because that message has therefore to be understood. If the gospel is precisely the message of salvation, we should study it. We should understand it according to what we have already learned. You want to study the gospel? Read it through. Pray it in. Write it down. Work it out and pass it on. That is how you study the gospel. I repeat. Read it through. Pray it in. Reflect. Write it down that you may not forget. Then work it out, but pass it on. Don't keep it to yourself. That's how you study and understand and apply the message. And since in the same book of Acts, the gospel is the how to be saved, is the way to salvation. And we know how we have the Ten Commandments, we have the Seven Sacraments, we have the virtues, we have the values. That is, but I repeat, salvation is individual, at home or at work. <coughs> and salvation is here in this world in this earth and now in this life I won't tire repeating this that it is now it is here and now our duty and our salvation to want to be saved St. Thomas Aquinas was once asked how do you become a saint? Thomas said, Just will it. Just will it to begin with. And since we are each one baptized, we have to will, to want, to behave accordingly. Again, it's our freedom that is being challenged to be good and to do good. How to be saved is how to be a saint here and now. Remember Mother Teresa of Calcutta was called a living saint. He was a saint here while still alive. But later on, the church recognizes 
Mother Teresa as an example that we should try to imitate as much as we can. That's why she has been beatified, she has been canonized, meaning listed. Canon means list. She is listed among the saints so that here on earth we may give her the honor, we may pray to God through her, we may celebrate her feast. That's what canonization really means. Therefore, each one of us, this season of Advent, this Sunday and the week before Christmas, we still have this time to pause and reflect on how do we want, how are we wanting or willing to be saint. To be saint is to be holy. To be holy is to be segregated. To be segregated and made different from others. We are set apart from others. That is what holiness means. You are being set apart from others because of the virtues that you practice and the values that you uphold. We know that there are already saints among us in this world now still alive. And if only we recognize them, we may imitate what they have been doing so well. That's why saints are men and women of faith who have become different here and now. Sometimes we call them religious, we call them pious, but actually a saint is one who has made himself or herself different from others by being good and by doing good as much as he or she can. Jesus is our Savior because she has come precisely to save us not only from original sin but from any of our sins when we turn around when we repent it's always good that when you are traveling riding on your car along the streets that you see those signs like no left turn or turn right those are signs that signify that please do not sin anymore no left turn please turn right be good do good of course whenever we come to church what do we pray for? 
With the celebrant, we say, by the help of your mercy, Lord, may we be always free from sin and safe from all distress. As we await the day, the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, as well as the hour of our going, etc. And we have said this many, many times. So here, I pause for some of your questions and uh, reflections on this matter of individual salvation, wanting to be saved, how to be saved here on earth and now in this life. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Good day. How do I want to be saved? Thanks for posing this question. I am a consistent sinner, so really this is a deep question. I need to pose and be in the presence of the Lord to help me answer this question. Precisely. That's why at every Mass, we may be going to church as husband and wife, parents and children, as a family. But remember, once you are inside the church, you are supposed to pray individually. So individually, when we are told to acknowledge our sins, be sincere in confessing that you have been a great sinner, each one of us. St. John the Apostle has already said, he who says that he is or she is not a sinner is a liar. We have all been sinners, mortal sins or venial sins, but sinners. In fact, we are all sinful.
But remember what St. Paul has said. I rise whenever I fall. I get up wherever I stumble. So repentance is necessary. Acknowledging our sins sincerely. Any more question? Reflection? When you hear the celebrant at every Mass say loud and clear, it is our duty and our salvation. Whenever you hear that, realize that salvation is here and now individually. At least every week we have the first day of the week, Sunday, the Lord's Day. If only we obey that command of God, the third commandment of God, to make holy the Lord's day. We not only make it holy, we ourselves are made holy through the process of making the Lord's day holy. And then when we attend Mass, if individually we listen to the Word of God, and individually will receive the body and blood of Christ, at least there we are given the means of how to be saved. Hi, Mars. Hi. If I was St. Joseph, I'm not sure if I would have reacted the same way, but he knew exactly who was coming. May I be like St. Joseph during this time in Advent, getting re ready to meet Jesus. That's right. We started the Dawn Masses today. Thank you for reminding who is coming, because my novena, my, my novena was more meaningful. This Gospel and every Gospel, this Gospel is not about Joseph nor the other Gospels about John the Baptist. No. Every Gospel is good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, according to St. Mark in his chapter 1. So don't let us be distracted by the supporting casts in every Gospel. Every Gospel is focused on Jesus, the Savior of mankind, through his suffering. That's why I repeat, your nativity scene, your Belen, should be focused on the child laid in the manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes. Mary and Joseph both standing are not the main characters. The main character is the child Jesus laid in a manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes. Understand him. Know him. 
is there any special blessing for completing the dawn masses? Uh, again? Is there a special blessing for completing the dawn masses? If we call to mind the original purpose, why at that time workers in the field were asking for a mass before they would go to war, you realize that this therefore is precisely observing an order of priorities. Worship first before war. <coughs> and so the church at that time gave those farmers a gift, an aguinaldo, a mass early before they go out to war. So that's the dawn masses, aguinaldo masses. But remember, it's only a gift and remember, a gift is a gift when no return is accepted. When we go to Aguinaldo Mass, it is our way of worshipping the child Jesus. But many go there for the paini, for whatever that comes after. So try to order your priorities. Do you make holy the Lord's Day? Do you attend Mass precisely? You want to know more who is coming or who has come. I like the SSS. We are saved by sin through His suffering. This makes me focus on Jesus, my Savior, who suffered for me so I can be in heaven with him. Thank you, Jesus. So remember, huh? We have to be men and women of hope. And again, what does hope mean? It's all means humility enough to obey God's will. And P.E. means patience enough to endure all the pains that are inevitable because suffering is optional. Today we remember audit how we have suffered because of the natural disaster. How have we suffered? With patience. Our Lord has said, your patient endurance will save your lives. Thank you for reminding that Jesus is the star of Christmas. Jesus is both the gift and the giver. How awesome is our God. Right, right. How 
joyful we should be. The original parents, our original parents, yes, they abuse or misuse their freedom. They sinned. And God, the all-powerful God who God created them, could not even stop them from sinning. But then, God knew that their sin would be a happy fault, a felix culpa, because he knew from eternity that thanks, thanks somehow to their original sin, we have precisely Jesus Christ. He immediately promised that he would save the world through Jesus Christ. So the happy fault of original sin precisely leads us to a joy to the world in Christmas. Thank you for taking the lessons down to be applicable to our lives. Today is the anniversary of Odette. Thank you, Lord, we survived and suffered quietly. May Jesus spare us from another typhoon and be more giving this Christmas. Yeah. And while we consider ourselves lucky to have survived Odette, we should remember Ukraine. Wow, how they are suffering in a war that nobody wants. But we have to pray for them and help them somehow. Other parts of the world are not at all as lucky as we are. Two volcanoes in Hawaii erupted. Protest here, protest there, China, Indonesia, etc. We should be thankful. And so as we encourage ourselves to attend as much as we can every dawn mass for nine dawns, we pause here for the final blessing and the prayer that you will hear on Sunday is the familiar prayer that we say when we recite the Holy Rosary. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, your Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross
cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection who lives and reigns with you in the true unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you and Merry Christmas. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Gian signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Gian, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 